There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 109 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 12 of season 2 of Winona Earp. Oh my gosh, this episode. I have palpitations. Yeah, this was another finale to uh, end all finale. I cried. I'm going to be honest. There was tears. Um, a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. And then there was just a lot of like clutching my chest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. You guys are killing me. Yeah. All right, so let's jump in. We have ratings news. Yes, we do. Uh, episode 12 brought in a 0.08 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.439 million viewers, which was completely out of the top 150. But, of course, we had Hurricane Harvey making landfall, which caused a whole lot of shows that normally aren't anywhere near the top 150 were in there. So that probably had a lot to do with it, though the numbers are down a little bit. For a finale, especially. Now, the live plus seven days for episode 10. Good news. It tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.3 for an increase of 200 percent, which is interesting because all three shows tied for first that week. Well, I mean, we know with the hurricane, obviously, a lot of things happening. A lot of people had a whole lot more on their mind. Yes. But for those who, like, obviously weren't affected, didn't have anybody down there and weren't watching it. Do you think some people just didn't watch because it was the finale and they kind of knew what was going to happen and they didn't want to know right away? That is a possibility that there were some people that were a little iffy about the episode and how it was going to end and wanted to kind of wait and see what the reaction was before they decided to whether or not they wanted to watch it. Because I'll be honest, I do a podcast on one of our friendly other neighbor stations, we'll say, about Orphan Black. And my co-host there is still a little distraught. We have not been able to record the finale. Right. Because she's so distraught about the finale. (laughs) So that's why I was just kind of wondering. And I know it's kind of, it's funny, but obviously with what happened, very serious. and, And we hope everybody who was affected, is able to come out of it okay. And we hope you guys are doing well down there in Texas and where it went up into Louisiana. Right. And Steve's keep an eye on Texas for us since that's his home state. And we Absolutely. will continue to to look and watch. And, and if we're able to do stuff, obviously do so. Right. So for now, we are going to jump into Winona Earp season finale for season two. But we do have a new season. Yes. They've already, uh, they announced the renewal for season three at San Diego Comic Con. So there's no issues there. We know Winona is coming back. 
And we're hard at work to try to get them on the show to talk about stuff. Yes. Episode 12. I hope you can dance. As Winona goes into labor, she and her team have to deal with all the forces after her baby, including the widows, their raised husband, and a resurrected Bobo. So, obviously a lot going on. I have to say, for a woman in labor, she did a whole lot. Oh, absolutely. Not ever having a child. I don't know how, I mean, I know labor can last quite some time, but how she was doing so well through most of it right yeah wearing the uh, leather pants while that pregnant that i don't think too many women can pull that off except (laughs) for uh, melanie right oh all right let's jump in go ahead all right so we'll start in the field of dreams where waverly comes upon bobo and the widows in the field and she's got her shotgun in her hand ready to take them on now, Bobo approaches her and reveals he's tired of supporting the losing side. And while he would never hurt her, he's not going to support her anymore. Which I thought that was kind of weird. Yes, it really was. It's not like I felt like she was getting a whole lot of support from him anyway. Right. Well, I'm not really sure it was kind of support, but protection. Because I'm sure that Bobo, has, when he was still leader of the Revenants, basically told them, hands off of Waverly. I don't know. I just felt like he just didn't push anything towards her. But I don't know. That just could be because I was not a big fan of Bobo. Right. Now, of course, Waverly alludes to him being her father, and he doesn't refute it. But, yeah, right. And, yeah, he doesn't refute it, but he doesn't say he is. And basically... It's more like, uh, we're related. Yeah, which that comes out later, but then that starts making me wonder. Right. A lot of questions with that, which we'll get to, so I'll wait till we get there. Go ahead. Right. And fortunately, Winona joins the conversation with Peacemaker at the ready, and she's already having contractions, so she's in no mood to deal with widow crap. I don't blame her. Because, like I said, you don't really mess with hormonal pregnant women if you can avoid it. Right. And apparently the widows have never had children of their own, so they don't know about that. So all they're worried about is having each of them being able to get an herpetizer. (laughs) Great line. Of course, that causes one owner to fire Peacemaker. Unfortunately, the bullets bounce off an invisible force field. So we go, uh uh-oh, and they state that the bullets can no longer hurt them. Which I'm still doubting that. I feel like the whole thing with the bullets was more because Bobo was there and the whole metal thing. Right. I think you're absolutely right there. Because Bobo turns around and hurls a huge rock at their direction, which they are able to void. And just get mad. Yeah. Uh, We see... Demon Cludie has indeed awakened, and his gnarly hand stretches out from a wooden coffin. And you go, ugh, this is going to be one gross demon. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, why is he not coming back, I guess, normal-ish, like the other ones? Right, yeah, don't know the answer to that one yet. Apparently, he hasn't been fed. So, of course, Waverly tends to Winona after being knocked backwards by Bobo. Baby Earp seems to be okay, 
Waverly apologizes to Winona about uh, giving up the third seal to save Nicole. And uh, Winona is very accepting of the apology. She understands why Waverly did it. And I think this is one thing we actually get to see with the sisters is they can do basically the awfulest thing in the world and they're still sisters. Right. And it doesn't matter which one's doing it. The other one's going to accept an apology and be there for them always, which is a very amazing trait for siblings at all. Well, you have a couple of kids. I'm guessing your kids wouldn't do this is what you're no. telling me. <laughs> no, not at all. So very interesting. Of course, Winona has another contraction, and it's time to find Doc immediately. Which is kind of funny. Yes. Especially <laughs> when the code words start flying over the radio, which I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember them talking about this. That's why I thought it no. was really funny. Yeah. So we need to have a plan. So Dolls wakes up in a body bag at the precinct and is just flabbergasted. <laughs> Seeing his face as he comes out of that was just awesome. Well, that's not what I was expecting, so... No. <laughs> Neither was anybody else, I guess. So he heads to the homestead where he finds Waverly, Nicole, and Jeremy. They give him a gra crash course on everything that's happened so far, including Cludy being on the rise. Now, of course, Winona joins them and gives everyone a great pep talk. <laughs> urging everyone to help conjure a solid game plan to defeat their enemies. And then she has to stop and go to the bathroom, which is now the new normal for Winona. Oh, which most pregnant women. <laughs> yes. Does anybody else have to pee? No, just me? Okay. And all I kept thinking about, wait, isn't that kind of dangerous when you're in labor? Because what if the baby starts coming? Apparently her water hasn't broken yet. Well, that may have been what was happening. We don't know. It's off screen. That's right. So Winona comes back and shows the gang the ancient plate that Ewan and the Order initially wanted. She places it next to Peacemaker, and uh-oh, they must be related as they both light up. Which I'm like, okay, so this is what she figured out last episode, somehow. Right. Like, well, now what? What do we do? Yes. Yeah. So she gives uh everybody their assignments. Doc is going to go find Doc. Jeremy is doing research on how to stop the widows, and Nicole is assembling the moving parts to a plan Winona urged her to set in motion, which we have no clue what this is. And I'm guessing she had only really told Nicole this part. Right. I think, but maybe not. I was assuming it was so nobody else right. would be able to stop it or possibly give it up. Right. Yes. And you're probably... Completely correct there. Now, Wynonna and Waverly are going to pay a visit to the Iron Witch. And we actually see that Wynonna's leadership skills are improving. Well, she really maybe. handles this even though she's pregnant. Maybe it's because she was in a lot of pain and she's like, look, I ain't got time to argue with you. Yes, <laughs> very well could be. <laughs> and uh, just the fact that the Iron Witch was like, all right, well... I'm going to help you because I owe this to you. And I think that was more after Winona's like, well, I can just shoot you. Right. I can just be done with this. I don't care. Right. Yeah. There would, it was definitely no nonsense Winona in this episode. I'm just glad that it was like, all right, 
she doesn't have to argue with her too long. Is basically right. what I was I was happy about. Now, of course, we cut over to Bobo taking the widows to where Flutie is actually buried. And the widows and were they, pissed. Yes, they cannot believe that he was buried in such a dump. Because it wasn't <laughs> consecrated, which kind of right. makes you wonder how he was able or why he stayed down then if it was just the seals and he wasn't on consecrated ground. Right. And, of course, they go in. It's an old mine shaft. And there on one of the mine carts is a coffin. And Demon Clutie is inside. And you have the one who's like, was Beth, was all like, yay, he's back. Oh, but we're down a sister, so we'll just have to make sure we are even more enthusiastic. And I love Mercedes was like, ugh, it's like her wedding night. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. Especially the eye roll. I mean, like, it was not even just an eye roll. It was the whole head eye roll. Yeah. (laughs) And we see why. Because as soon as Beth backs away, Mercedes steps up and chops off his protruding arm. Which... Did not see that coming. But it's kind of funny. Oh, absolutely. Because, of course, Beth and Mercedes go right after it. And Bobo just stands back and... Watches with amusement as the two widows <laughs> go after each other. Especially with Mercedes yelling, I want a divorce. It's like, oh, okay. Right. And even though Mercedes is not at full strength, she's still able to conjure up enough power to basically cause an avalanche, which traps Beth and Bobo inside the cave. See, I thought Bobo got out, and I thought it was something to do with other wife that died the one constance yeah because i thought he said something about oh yeah she put traps up here and there and i thought bobo right out because of whatever trap like he knew enough in advance yes and that's probably how he did escape okay so at this point mercedes is outside puts on her the ring and changes like completely right yeah we have a total transformation at that point Her hair lengthens and turns white, and the gown she was wearing completely changes as well. And all of a sudden, she becomes the White Widow. Right. She's like the White Witch. Hey, does this mean it's good or bad? It's not going to be good. (laughs) Let's see. Who was that? um, The wizard on The Lord of the Rings? Gandalf? No, the other one. Oh, that that turned bad. Supposed to be good, that turned bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to blank on his name. I know who yeah, you know. Yeah, right. All right, so Dolls locates Doc, who is peering inside the well as tears roll down his face. Since the third seal is broken, Doc now knows that he is truly mortal. Yeah, it's kind of weird because he's like, I feel it. I feel it. So what, you're going to jump into the well and kill yourself? Right, yeah. You know, it's like... Uh, you still got quite a bit of living to do there, Doc. And, of course, Dolls persuades him to step down from the edge of the well and apologizes for killing him in the Winona-less timeline, which was hilarious. But now she needs his help defeating the widows and giving birth to baby Erp, and that kicks Doc back into Doc, and he springs into action. Right, because it wasn't even that we need help with the widows. It was Winona's giving birth. And he's like, what? Yeah, I gotta be there. Yeah, that was the one thing that brought him back from the edge. So that was good. 
And we get this great moment between the two of them as Dolls jumps in Doc's car. He's got a mission of his own and makes a comment about Doc's music. Oh, my gosh. This is so funny. <laughs> it was. Because, yeah, Doc's like, okay, take the car. You go do you. I have I have a shortcut. But then, ever mess with my radio again, I'm going to kill you. Yes. <laughs> That was just funny because it's like, okay, he had to give him a little bit of like a ribbing about it, but whatever to get Doc back into the right headspace. Yes, that was the important thing. Yes. All right. Well, the Earp sisters arrive at Greta's place in search of answers. And of course, Greta apologizes profusely for the curse. What was she going to say? I don't regret anything. No, no. Because she regretted the whole thing in her life there, too. Right, because her life fell apart even when Winona didn't exist. Right. So now Winona shows her the ancient plate and Greta reveals it's made of the same element that protects the homestead from evil beings. Hmm. And she believes she can melt the plate down to a bullet. Yeah. Okay. A bullet. A bullet. Out of that help. big old plate. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Like, come on, you couldn't get like three bullets? Two bullets, something. <laughs> right. Now, of course, while waiting for Greta to finish up with the bullet, Waves reveals to Winona that Nicole is married to another woman and that she's not a real herb. Well, by biological standards, anyway. And, okay, I have questions. I'll get to it. But, All yes, right. I, I have questions about that, which Steve and I kind of discussed. But the fact that Bobo didn't say he was her father. Right. There's... There's another possibility I have to put out there, but... Yes, there is. All right, all right, let's keep going. So Greta brings Winola the bullet, and of course, Waverly is confused as to why there's only one, like we are. Right. But Winona doesn't plan on taking out the widow. She's set her sights on Cludy himself. You cut off the head of an eel, his minions perish. Now, so. is that why the bullet was supposed to be so big? To kind of take down the demon? Right. Okay. I think so. Uh, that that Winona's plan was to use it on Cludy, not the widows. I gotcha. So this was going to be the super bullet to take down Cludy. Well, Nicole and Jeremy are hard at work researching Cludy's whereabouts, and Nicole asks him why he stayed after Black Badge dissolved, and we get Jeremy admitting that, well, it was because everybody welcomed him with open arms, and allowed him to be who he truly was. You go, oh. His big nerdy self. Yes. And of course, Nicole piggybacks off that sentiment by referring to the group as a family. Oh, and wah, wah. yeah, and a little ruined. more awe. Yeah. And it's ruined by White Widow Mercedes arriving to spoil the moment. She unleashes her upgraded widow powers now at full force on them. And they go down. Yes. I did not like her. No. Uh, yeah. So High Noon has arrived in Purgatory as Winona and Waverly are en route to a hospital when they get roadblocked by the White Widow Mercedes. There is a horde of bodies strewn about the ground behind her, including Nicole and Jeremy, who are trapped there as well by being frozen again. Now, do you think she was just basically freezing like anybody who happened to walk outside oh yeah she was clearing a path okay and of course at this time beth arrives and sneaks up behind waverly 
and takes her by the throat with a knife. And she's not real happy that Mercedes tried to kill her. So now we have two ultimatums that present themselves to Winona. You can help the white widow Mercedes destroy Clutie or Waverly dies. I know. It's like, okay, neither one are good, but. Yeah. And Beth's ultimatum consists of pretty much the same thing, but slightly reversed. If Winona were to aid Mercedes in her quest, Waverly would die. Regardless, Waverly is poised to bite the dust. Right. No matter which option Winona picks. But in the nick of time, Doc shows up, which, of course, is a relief to Winona. And he swings into action with a plan of his own. And boy, howdy. (laughs) This was surprising because there were some tears at this point. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Stress level's going up. Yes, because Doc decides that the best way to resolve the situation is taking baby Earp out of the equation. Especially when we find out that, yes, Beth wants to feed the baby to Cludy so he'll grow stronger. Right. And you go, uh, yeah, uh. And, of course, (laughs) Waverly's doing the same thing. Oh, no, you no, no, no. And Doc raises his gun, as Winona does as well, and they both fire, and you go, oh, crap. Well, it was really interesting because, yeah, he's going to take the baby out, but then Winona's like, but maybe you can save the baby if you aim high. Right. And that's when, I mean, I still didn't get it because I I honestly thought Doc was going to take her out. And then the widows would be like, now what? Right. But with what happens, it was even crazier. Yes, it was. Because we see in slow motion as the bullets start heading to each other, Dox is able to split Winona's bullet in half with each half taking out a widow of its own. Thankfully, but now we don't have a bullet Anything Flutie. Flutie, exactly. Now, of course, it was absolutely amazing the way the widows just completely disintegrate upon impact. That was awesome. I thought the one turned into weird bugs or something. I thought that's what Waverly was like, ew, ew, ew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they did kind of turn into round somethings, then just then turned to dust after that. So, But side question here. Okay. Since the widows are dead, does that mean that the real Mercedes is going to get her face back? Well, somehow I would it, certainly like, hope so. There? Right? Yeah, I would certainly hope that it will probably start to grow back. Oh, that's still creepy, but hopefully something yeah. happens good for her. Yes, let's hope so because it would be nice to have Mercedes, the real Mercedes, back. Right. Although I think she's going to probably hightail it out of town for real now. Yeah, absolutely will. Uh, Doc takes Winona into his arms and both are relieved that his concoction actually worked. And you gotta love that Winona was able to basically pick up on what Doc was wanting to do and able to get it successfully carried out. Yes, although it was a little scary that Doc's like, whew, glad that worked. I haven't done that in a really long time. It's like, wait, what? Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he had never split a bullet before. <laughs> it was like, it's like, oh. That's not cool. Of course, then he gets yeah. slapped by Waverly, but. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she would have uh, liked to have been in on said crazy plan instead of worrying that they were about to kill each other. 
I think the widows were a little nervous too because of it. So they just Oh yeah. It. Yeah, that everything could have radically changed if Doc and Winona would have killed themselves at that minute. The widows would not have gotten what they wanted. Mm-hmm. There's no way Cludie could rise if the herb air wasn't there. And of course, Winona's contractions are now getting closer together and we get a great uh, pop culture reference as Doc knows this because he's read it on the Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> oh, you read the books I gave you? No, Wikipedia. So they take Winona into Shorty since it's closer than the hospital at this moment. Now, were they trying to take her to the hospital or back to the homestead? Because I thought well, she originally they were. Yeah, originally they were taking her to the hospital. Okay, but I thought she kept saying something. I have to be on the homestead. That's why you know I was like, wait a minute. Were they going to the hospital? Because I know Dolls was trying to go get the doctor. Right. So that's why I was kind of confused. Yeah, it would make sense that I guess they were going to the doctor to make sure she was in labor and everything was okay. But the safest place for her to give birth would be the homestead because it's protected. Right. And we find that comes into play here very shortly. Uh, Yes, it does. Yeah, so Nicole scampers off to make sure Winona's secret mission is carried out, and Rosita emerges from downstairs to join the labor team. Doc and Jeremy decide to pay Demon Cludy or Balshar to his closest friends a visit. You know, make sure he hasn't risen and all hell's breaking loose. Now, of course, before Jeremy leaves, Winona reveals to him that she's glad he stayed in purgatory. Which, which I'm was- sure helped everything that he was thinking and feeling previous to this. Oh, absolutely. And Waverly admits she's read some articles about at-home births, and so they're going to use her knowledge to bring the baby to life. So off go the guys, and Rosita's like, lock the door, Waverly. Which I'm like, okay, she's doing it to keep any crazy people out. Makes sense. But then I get mad. Yeah. (laughs) But before we get there, let's find out if there is a doctor in the house. Dolls arrives at the purgatory line on his way to get Winona's doctor, but Ewan and the Brotherhood are waiting for them, clad in their creepy crimson ceremonial robes. Listen, nothing was promised to you guys. Why are you being douchebags? Right, because they tell Dolls, they're still planning on raising Winona's baby themselves. They will train her to be a fighter and an effective heir when the time comes. So nobody is going to be allowed to leave town, especially the baby. Dolls ducks behind Doc's car and begins filling the brotherhood with lead. And they also say, oh, well, the doctor isn't going to make it anywhere anytime soon. Right, because they've taken care of that poor lady. Which... That pisses me off. If they're supposed to be the good guys, why are they killing this doctor? She has right. no idea about anything. All she knew was why Nona was pregnant. Yeah. She doesn't know anything beyond that. So that's a bunch of crap. I'm sorry. Yes. With this standoff, I began to have my doubts that the Brotherhood was actually on the good side or not. I feel like they're good, but they're like, what would be chaotic good? Like, they're doing what they want. Right. And what they think is best, and not, like, for the good of everyone. Right. As Ewan reminds him that they'll raise baby Earp to have integrity, morals, and all that. Yeah, right. Yeah, you because... just went and killed the doctor. Yeah, exactly. Plus, an Earp holiday baby would be a demon-slaying machine. 
And that's all it takes for Dolls. Once he hears that, he steps out into the road and goes all dragging on him. And out comes the fire breathing. And Bye. more than likely, <laughs> the Brotherhood is uh, crispy critters. Well, sorry, they brought that on themselves. Yes, they did. He could have probably let the doctor issue go and the fact that they're being jerks. But when they're like... Oh, yeah, we're going to raise the baby. And because of the baby's heritage, he's going to be the nonstop. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. Makes me think of another show that we watch. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll raise the, this child this way, and it'll be great. No, nah, not necessarily. No. So it's time to make an appearance as Winona has decided to lay on a pool table. <laughs> Which was not the best idea, as there were comfortable couches around that she could have laid on. That was funny. She's like, why didn't I pick the couches? They're right over there. there. The fact that you know, like, the fandom would have been like, why the pool table and not the couch or the chair? So the fact that they just, like, made a nod to that, I thought was perfect. Yes, absolutely. And she gets to have a little sisterly talk with Waves, reminding her that she's an ERP regardless of her DNA, which I think everybody in the fandom agrees. Doesn't matter who her father was, she's still an ERP. Now, doesn't she say at this point that she's always known, though? Because Winona says that she she knew for a long time, and she didn't want to say anything to Waverly because she, she is an ERP deep down. Right. Which makes me wonder, who the hell... We're talking about that. Exactly. I'm still not to my point to, to have right, a question yeah. yet, but soon. Yes. Soon. Yes. And out of nowhere, Rosita knocks out Waverly. You know, there's a lot of people with concussions in this town. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And she informs Winona that the Revenant, her Revenant friends are coming for the baby. I was. Oh, yeah. I was so pissed. Oh, yeah. And even though Rosita reveals that she was one of the good ones, but she didn't feel Winona ever saw it, well, yeah, Winona's not having any of it and is threatening to send her right to hell. And of course, that just means to Rosita that Winona is like all the herbs before. And of course, this is not going well. She informs Winona of how dilated she is and waves, wakes up and has Peacemaker in her hands. I'm sorry, but the fact that Rosita is now going to be staring down the barrel of this gun, it's totally needed. Because I understand Rosita being mad, you know, and Winona saying, I'll just kill you last, which is like, all right, you know, that's not really helpful because I'm really upset about everything. But the fact that she's basically like, screw it, I'm going to give the baby to the revenants. That's pretty messed up. Yes, it is. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, with Winona, you can kind of say, well, that was probably some hormones talking because she is very pregnant and you just don't need that kind of news to hit you when you're that pregnant. So I can kind of, you almost have to give her Winona a pass. But at the but same then, time, that is the only thing that she could do, you know, like take out everything and everyone before it because Rosita knows it's the only way to break the curse. Right. I mean, it is the only kindness she has. What are you going to say? No, I'm not going to ever kill you. Then the curse is never broken. Right. I mean, I feel bad for Rosita for being in a position she was with in, but at the same time, the fact that she's doing this, I don't feel bad for her so much. 
No, not at all. Now, of course, Winona urges her sister to pull the trigger, and she definitely does everything she can to impress upon Waverly that she is a nerf more than anyone, that she can do it. And, of course, Rosita scoffs at it, claiming that Waverly isn't even 27. And then she gets a look at Waverly's eyes and kind of goes, uh-oh. Well, plus she tried to pull the trigger and nothing happened. Right. Nothing happened. Right. And that's when Rosita's kind of like, whatever. Until she, we have Winona kind of cheering on Waverly and yelling at Peacemaker. Right. To fire. And this and, is my question. So go ahead. All right. Wait, the gun turns blue like we saw it during last season's finale. And the gun fires, but the bullet glances off Rosita's temple. And taking the hint, she shags out of there ASAP. Okay. I don't understand the blue instead of yellow. Could it be that each herb, like it would be a different color anyway? My take on this is the blue is a signification of basically who you're pointing the gun at. Okay. Winona was pointing the gun at her sister, Willa, and it turned blue. Oh, so like, because when Winona had it and had it pointed at Rosita on just on the bar, it was yellow. Right. Okay, so it could be but, family. Yeah. So when Waverly picked it up and aimed it at Rosita, it turned blue. So I'm thinking that Waverly and Rosita share a father. See, and I was thinking, and and this is my tinfoil hat, because if Bobo's saying that he's not the father, what if the lineage of her mother somehow led back to Bobo? That's why I was thinking, okay... After you and I had talked about, you know, it turning colors and maybe Rosita being related. Right. Somehow the lineage of Waverly's mom had led back to Bobo and then there was a non-ERP daddy. That that's how they were in fact related. Right. And that's a possibility. Sure is. If that's what it is, they better like clear this up quick because it's stressing me out. So that better be (laughs) early on in the season. Right. And then we get this just heartbreaking scene. Oh, God, yes. More tears. Done in one take. Was it? Yes. Emily s- tweeted out that, yes, Melanie did this in one take. Now, is this after she actually had her baby, too? Mm, I don't. I, I think it was after the baby. Okay, because I'm just thinking if it was after, then she probably had a whole lot of emotion she could have pulled on anyway. Yes. Oh. As she uh, is holding baby Earp in her arms, we see the next step in the plan. Oh. Waverly grabs the child and heads out the door as we see Winona just falling apart. I'm about to cry again. I know. And, it, and when she's like, listen... Don't leave without him seeing. And I was like, I'm assuming she met Doc. Right. And, you know, she's trying to tell Waverly, no, no, I I got this. I can do this. She's like, I am full of hormones and I'm not wearing pants. So it's like, because you have the revenants beating at the door. But knowing that Waves is taking the baby away, which is the only way to keep the baby safe. Right. But, oh, my God, my chest hurt. 
and there was tears. And I actually kind of felt bad for the revenants that were coming in because I'm like, you have just pissed off a super, super amount of hormone woman right now. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, Baby Earp and Waverly kind of duck out the back. Right. Nicole drives them to the edge of the Ghost River Triangle. And and they're crying, too. Right, because they're not sure what's going to happen once Waverly steps across the line. And this was so heartbreaking because, Nicole, you know, it's like this is the only thing I could have done. Right. And, okay, her thing, she has to pull back Waverly if she starts, you know, having problems. Or if the baby's screaming before they burst into flame. Now, what could have happened if Waverly was stuck but the baby can go? Right. Nicole would have had to go either way. Yes. And I could just see Waverly, like, broken at that point. Yeah. Thankfully, that did not happen because I I think I was at that, like, complete choke-up point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm sure the fandom, as upset as we were, I'm sure it was pretty silent when you were on Twitter, though. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Everybody was, at that point, just glued to their TV. There wasn't any tweeting going on. <laughs> but fortunately... Neither one of the of them explode into flames. So Waverly's not a revenant, not part revenant, and the baby is definitely Docs. Yay! And everybody goes yay! Now, of course, the revenants finally show up at Shorty's, and they all come in, and they think they've got Winona alone, but not so fast. Dolls joins the fray, and they take out the demon horde. Even though Stevie asks about the baby and Winona says, oh, no, 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 no. She's already far away from all of this. Which I don't know why she would tell him. Right, anything. Right. (laughs) Even if he's dying and going to hell, they seem to keep their memories. Yes, they do. And Doc and Jeremy, which I'm freaking out with that happening because I'm like, knowing what's happening on this side of Purgatory and then Doc and Jeremy over on this side, I'm like, oh, God. I can't do this. Somebody make it stop. Too many emotions. Right. So they get to the the abandoned mine shaft, and Bobo's waiting for him outside. And he informs Doc that he pledged Waverly to old Cludy as a source of sustenance. Yeah, how is that not, or how is that, okay, not protecting her anymore, but not trying to hurt her? Right. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's going just the opposite there, uh, Bobo. No, wait, was he supposed to eat her or was he supposed to marry her? Marry her, yeah, maybe oh, it was okay. Mary. Because that would, that would make a little more sense that right. he's not intentionally hurting yeah, her. Yeah, right. But, She's going to become one of the brides. Yeah, but sure. One of the widows. Sure ain't helping. No. Now, of course, Jeremy comes in with guns blazing, which, of course, Bobo responds by flinging a knife into the air, and, of course, it... Pins Doc's hand to the shack. Ouch. Yeah, and that's got to hurt because Doc knows yes, that's not going to heal quick anymore. That's right. Now, of course, he pulls the blade out of his hand. Bobo threatens to pull the metal out of Jeremy's body, which we give a get a little uh, backstory there that he was in an accident when he was younger and thus has the metal, which also seems to give him some additional... Something, something. Right, which is what we never really knew. That's why I thought he was somehow kind of psychic or something. Right. I think there is something there that 
maybe people's emotions are being, or he's able to pick up the emotions of people with the metal in his body because it's resonate, you know, emotions resonate at a certain frequency and maybe his metal can detect that. Hmm. Something. There could be a whole lot of what ifs here, basically. Oh, yeah. Jeremy did his research, so he's smart enough to know, oh, yeah, this gun is non-metal, which is the gun he was holding in the alternate non-Winona universe, too. Yes. And I'm wondering if he took to heart what Doc said, don't put all your weight on your back foot. Yeah, because he is able to fire it and knock Bobo back, and that's when Doc goes to action. Kicks Bobo onto a piece of wood with two thick blades protruding from it. And even though Bobo may be able to move metal, can he free himself? Yeah, that's kind of questionable because, I mean, how is he moving it? And I thought it was like wood and metal like together. So would he, in fact, end up killing himself trying to remove it? Right. And, of course, Doc informs him that this is for condemning him to that well. And then, of course, Jeremy realizes that Doc needs to go to the rendezvous point, so he's will stay with Bobo while Doc heads off, and he mentions Way Hot by name. Which I thought was so cute. I love yes. how they do the nods to the fandom in here. Yes. Because you know we would have questioned the couch versus the pool table, the fact oh. they're actually saying Way Hot, and just all the stuff with Jeremy being... Jeremy is like the... All of our nerdy bits kind of together. Right. So I love it. So yeah, tip of the hat to all of us and thank you to the writers. Yes. Of course, we did mention that Waverly does cross the line and neither one of them are revenants. We see a helicopter descending to where they are and Perry steps out and he even brought a wet nurse to help with transitioning. Which Perry says it and I thought it, that's even the thing still. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. But the fact that Perry was there, I was like, what the hell? I didn't even understand. Why would he show up? But he actually explains it. So again, thank you to the writers. He, when he says, of course I would do this for Winona. She saved my life. Right. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the tears. And I think I was just this side of straight ugly crying when this all started. Right. I was at least quiet about it. There was maybe the small hiccups, but it wasn't just... I didn't completely break down, which was really hard because this whole scene, especially when Doc finally shows up, because she's like, wait, right. not yet. And he's like, oh, you want to say goodbye? And she's like, not me. And I'm like, oh, God, make it stop. Make the emotion stop. And Doc's face just lights up like a Christmas tree holding that baby. Now, I'll tell you that... Of course, you know, I my kudos to actors to be able to do all of these emotions. Yes. But when you seen Doc's face, I think it was like well above and beyond. Oh, absolutely. It was it great. Was just amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but and and just how heart wrenching. And you seen that in his face too. Right. That he just he gets to meet her and then he's got to give her up forever. Right. When he passes her to Perry, then it's like, oh my god. Well. He, he hands her, like, the wet nurse or whatever. Right. And they get in the uh, in the helicopter and head out. Which, the only thing I have to say, because then Dolls and Winona are outside of Shorty's in the next one, and they're like, do you think that they, they got away? And the helicopter comes across, so Winona sees a helicopter, and she's like, 
She knows that, you know, the baby's not a revenant. It's totally Doc's baby. And Waverly's not a revenant. And the baby got away. But the only, only criticism I have right there is, why are you coming back across the Ghost River Triangle? Right. You should be going away. Yeah, that's the (laughs) only thing right there. Because, I mean, like, okay, it's great because Wynota has her, you know, um, realization. Answers, right. But I'm just like, uh, go the other way. Because you don't know. And I sure as hell don't want to start the next season with finding out, like, the helicopter went down. Grabbing grabbing the helicopter. I would be so super pissed. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm hoping beyond hope that they don't do that to us. Right. Because then we're all going to be freaking out about the well-being of the baby. Right. And that's too much. Yes. You already (laughs) killed us. You killed all of us with the emotions with this. Right. So we're back at the well once more, and Doc stands atop the well again, but he's peering in at Bobo, who's been placed at the bottom of the well with the board with the steel thing still sticking through his chest. Yeah, and Bobo's screaming, oh, you think I can't get out of this? And, you know, Doc's like, you put me here, so this is on you. Right. And, of course, Bobo says that Cludy will save him and the demon will raise havoc on purgatory and doc picks up the cover and slides it over the well yeah the cover that he did tell was it stevie he's like get yeah. a cover for that well in the non made of nothing but wood yeah. like go ahead move this now jerk and did we make the right decision doc finds winona standing outside forlorn and they discuss whether or not it was the right call to make to send baby erp away and, of course, they both do agree that, yes, it was the right thing to do. It's just too dangerous for her to be in purgatory. And then we get another moment to uh, rip our hearts out as Winona reveals that baby's name is Alice after Doc's mother. Because they didn't already screw with our hearts. They had to run it through a shredder, light it on right. fire, and then stomp on it. <laughs> yes. Of course, they do share a kiss and head their separate ways. Ah, my heart. Yes. And then we get the finale, the last couple minutes that, of course, they had to give us, been emotionally just ripped apart, and now they're going to hit us with this. Oh, my God. Well, you kind of had, like, you had the visual happening, and then you had, like, talking over it. Right. Because Winona gets on her motorcycle and heads out of town. You go, all right, what's up with this? I assumed it was just her trying to clear her head, and they were like, okay, we need right. to give her her space because all this shit just exactly. went down, and we just took her baby. Right. And then you see Donald bringing coffee for everybody. Right. And they we see Nicole sitting in the police car holding a folder containing information on Demon Cludie. And the... Ring. Yeah, the ring and the people who followed him. The cult. Right. Which I'm like, if they've had this all along. I mean, they didn't have the ring, obviously. That fell off of Mercedes. Right. But did Black Badge actually have this file on Clutie? And that was part of what they gave him? Or was the file just on the widows? And was I thought it was just on the widows. Well, now I'm starting to think, is Nicole part of Black Badge then? Hmm, that's an interesting theory. Because assuming that 
somehow Dolls knows what she has in there. And it's not just like, you know, because he gave her kind of the nod. And it wasn't just like the nod of respect for getting the baby out. No, yeah, that was... That was a look. Uh, an eye-to-eye, yes, we know what the next step is type of look. And it's like, what you talking about, Willis? And, you know, Jeremy and Waverly just kind of talking and... You know, they're happy, and then Dolls suddenly is, you know, smiling and talking with them. And it's like, okay, this this demon's on the loose. And like I said, you have this information being said over, which I kind of wish that I knew what it was, because I can't remember. Something about, I want to say it was Winona, like, saying things that she had heard when she was a child. Right. Come back. And Winona's up in the mountains all of a sudden, and she gets off, and she walks. And I'm like, okay, she's going to be, like, looking longingly out you know, over the sunset or something is what I thought this was. I'm like, okay, very artful, but it's not. It's a woman. Back it's to us, and I'm like, what is this? Right. And, of course, what you hear was, there are men, Winona, mean as a rattlesnake, cornered at dusk, and I feel it running through my veins, and I need that fire just to know that I'm awake and there are demons. We raise darkness sweet as clover honey, and I need that fire just to know that I'm awake. Oh, and then there's him. Until we go down, until we go down, until we go down. I told you he was real. I never stopped believing. And you go, what? Yes. And she walks up to the lady and says, you're right. Bullshar's back. Now, what do we do about it, mama? I was like, what the hell? Yeah. We knew the mom left, but we always assumed that she was either long gone or dead. Right. Even though there was nothing to for us, no reason for us to assume she was dead. No, there wasn't. I feel like it was kind of implied because Willa, Willa died, and the whole time we thought Willa was dead, and her dad was, you know, murdered. I mean, her mom had left long before that, but, like, that she knew all the stuff that was coming. Right. But apparently she did know, and the fact that Winona no- has known... I'm assuming all this time where her mom was. Right. It's like, the hell, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> no. And we don't see her and face. You, was that Emily actually sitting there? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> uh, the uh, Let's see. Who did Emily say that she really hoped it was would be? Um, but she had her uh, favorite to play the role oh, okay. next season. So. Oh. oh, my gosh. So how did you guys feel about this finale? Because I know we were pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was hard to get through talking about this. I was like ready to start tearing up because this was so emotional. Let us know what you think. Sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. And, you know, rate and review us on iTunes and all the other platforms you're listening to us on. Let us know what you think. Good ratings and reviews. Let other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. Get them into the show because I don't know how they're not watching. But... Let us know everything you're feeling about the finale, about what's to come, if you're reading the comic books, how well they're playing into this, and oh my gosh, I know some of its backstory, so let us know if we should be getting these and reading them. And I still have this poster to give away to you guys, so since I was so bad trying to figure out how to do the stupid contest, just shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone with the subject line, ERP giveaway, and we'll just do a random drawing. We'll put all the names in and pick, and uh, you'll get this because it's awesome. I really like this poster. You guys really should be wanting this poster. Right. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, this very emotional episode of Winona Earp, I'm Sean Fangirl-S. 
And I'm Steve. We heard it like Godzilla if he stepped on a Lego. And until next time.